to try Everybody's scared to death When they decide to take a step Water, it'll be alright Life is so much more Than what your eyes have seen You will find your way If you keep believing I've seen dreams that move the mountains together. I've seen dreams that move the mountains, hope that knows an ever end, even when the sky is falling. I've seen miracles just happen, silent prayers get answered, broken hearts become brand new. Yes, Lord. That is what you do, Lord. Through the faith that you gave us, Lord. You will have that strength, my friend. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of our Lord. Oh, beautiful, beautiful songs. Thank you so much. Keisha, Tracy, Micah, appreciate your work. And, uh, well, we will continue studying God's Word this morning. Do you remember we are studying a series, Bridge Builders? And today we are studying the fourth part of this series. Actually, we are finishing today with this chapter of Victory Church, right? And I'm going to give you the final five bridges that uh, Architectural Digest gave to the 17 most beautiful bridges in the world in 2017. So this one is located in Prague, in the Czech Republic. It's called the Charles Bridge. Beautiful, huh? I love this bridge. Beautiful details. And of course, some of us have enjoyed New York City. And the Brooklyn Bridge, it's another wonderful bridge to share this one is in Iran, the Kahu Bridge. Interesting. And this one more is in Amsterdam, the High Bridge. Very, very nice design as well. Look what we can build, my friends, with the intelligence that the good Lord gives us. And of course, in London, in England, the Tower Bridge. Beautiful. I have never been in, in London. I would like to go one day, and uh, hopefully once I'm there, and I'll be standing here. I want to take a picture, and I will send it to the church. <laughs> I promise you that. All right. 
who builds the bridges? The Lord builds the bridges, right? And, and we are talking about how we can continue building our lives and do something positive with our lives, right? Something that will leave uh, a good testimony of uh, what we have done in this planet. So let's read all together this scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 61. Jerusalem, get up and shine. Your light is coming. The glory of the Lord will shine on you. So now imagine I'm saying to you that I say your name and I said, you, get up and shine. Your light is coming. The glory of the Lord will shine on you. You know what is sad? Most people will hear that sentence, that expression, and they will say, well, that's not for me. Because majority of people have such a poor self-image that they cannot believe that the Lord is going to shine through them. That cannot happen to you. You cannot think that way. You have to refuse that idea because the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants to use you. The Lord wants you to have beautiful things in this life, and especially He wants you to reflect His glory. When you are thinking of your future, the most important thing that you need to think of is success. You need to think of triumph. You need to think of victory. You need to think of, I can do this. You need to think of, of course, I'm going to struggle with some obstacles, but I can make it. There, that is the key when you are thinking of your future. Whatever is the situation that you are going through, you need to think, if the Lord is with me, no one is going to be against me, right? That doesn't mean that things are going to be easy, right? Because nothing is easy in this world. You have to fight. You need to go through the obstacles that life will present you, challenges, right? Whether it's in your career or in your business, whatever it is what you do, you, you have to struggle with certain things, but, but you can make it. You can make it. And this is the main idea when you are thinking of your future. The Lord wants me to shine. Let's say all together, the Lord wants me to shine. Some people are frightened just thinking about it. To shine, what is that supposed to mean? That I'll be important? That I'll do something special? No, I don't want that. Ooh, I don't want to draw attention to myself. No, I think that is too arrogant. I don't, we I don't want to be prideful. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, it's a wrong approach to this concept. Because what, what, what the Lord wants is to have you shining for his glory. We are parents, some of us, grandparents, right? Let me ask you a question. Let's suppose you go to a special event and you have your child or grandchild with you. And you are ready to go, right? You went to the bathroom, you put your clothes, you fix your hair, for those who still have hair, <laughs> and uh, whatever, right? You put your perfume, your cologne, jewelry, whatever you use, your shoes, whatever, right? You check yourself in the mirror, you are ready to go, right? Your child or grandchild is going to, is going to come with you. So you leave the bathroom, your bedroom, you go to the living room, you are about to go to see 
how you encounter that kid to go to the car, and then you see this kid, and he's wearing awful clothes. His hair or her hair is a mess. And you say, what's wrong with you, child? Right? Why, why you say that? Because you cannot conceive the idea. Listen carefully. You cannot conceive the idea that your child or grandchild will go out with you looking like that. Right? You just think, that's pathetic. You know, we maybe don't have fancy clothes. You know, maybe we don't have this brand shirts or whatever. But yeah, you have a nice clean t-shirt in the closet. You know, you have, maybe you don't have those $100 tennis shoes, but you have these $20 tennis shoes that are in good shape. Why are you wearing those other old beat up shoes? Come on, you embarrass me. Right? That's what you will say. Don't tell me no, because you will do it. You don't want your family looking ugly outside. No, you don't want that. Well, now, this is the thing. The Lord is your dad. The Lord is your dad. And he doesn't like you looking like, you know what? Because you don't want to put the effort to look good. And I'm not talking just about outside. Inside. The Lord wants you to believe that you are special in his eyes. You have to go out representing the Lord appropriately. Right? You have to believe that you are special in his eyes. Listen, get up and shine. Get up and shine. That is what the Lord told Jerusalem through the prophet Isaiah. He wants you to shine. And he says, your light is coming. Sometimes we don't feel like I have the energy to get up and get pretty, right? Uh, you know what? I cannot do this today. Well, get up and shine. Get up and shine. Your light is coming. Your enthusiasm is, is going to come from heaven. Listen to this. The glory of the Lord will shine on you. That's why we need to learn to take care of our stuff. We need to take good care of our things. Everything that the Lord has given us, we need to take good care of those things because it's the glory of the Lord shining through us. When you are thinking of your future, you need to think, I'm going to make it. And why will you make it? Because the Lord wants you to shine. Now that we, we got that clear, let's talk about the steps in order to continue building our future. When we are building our future, we need to have a good foundation, right? So let's talk about business. The foundation of a company is the services the company provides. So the company needs to say, well, these are the things that we provide in this company. This is the foundation of our company. We manufacture this, or we sell that, or we Pro, pro, uh, we produce the service, we provide the service to the industry, whatever. That's the foundation, right? Okay, now listen to this scripture. Luke chapter 6, verse 47 through 49. 
The people who come to me, the Lord talking, right? The Lord Jesus. The people who come to me, who listen to my teachings and obey them, are like a man building a house. He digs deep and builds his house on the rock. The floods come and the water crashes against the house, but the flood cannot move the house because it was built well. Why? Because the person listened and obeyed God's word, right? But the people who hear my words and do not obey are like a man who builds a house without preparing a foundation. When the floods come, the house falls down easily and is completely destroyed. What is the difference? The difference is listening and obeying. Listening and obeying. I listen to God's word and I obey God's word. It doesn't matter how much do you know from the Bible. It doesn't matter how many hours you spend in a week listening to teachings and preachings. It doesn't matter. The key is whatever you learn, apply it. Because that is, a, is having a good foundation. The foundation is on the rock. You know, the rock. What is the rock? It's the word of God. Is uh, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is what the Lord Jesus says to Peter. You remember? Peter, who told you that I am the Messiah? On this rock, I will build my church. I want you to hear that. The rock the Lord Jesus was talking at that point was not Peter. It was the truth that Peter re was revealed that Jesus is the Messiah. You get that? That is the foundation. It's under that rock, upon that rock, I'm building my church. It's a good foundation. Now, let's talk about business. People are working in companies. They, they are hired. I want a job. They say, right? Good. They say, before you go to work, you're going to go in training. <laughs> they go to training, and then they tell them, listen, this is what we do here. And these are the procedures, right? Listen, these are the procedures. Who are the ones that are going to succeed in that company, in that organization? Those who listen and obey those procedures. That is the foundation. Because the company is already established. The organization where you work is already established. There is one purpose. You just need to follow the procedure. That's why you have to listen and remember this, if you are not a good number two, you will never be a good number one. You have to learn to follow and obey, submit yourself to authority. There is nothing wrong with that. The Lord will bless you when you are faithful and loyal. But let's talk about the next part of the building, the future, not just the foundation. You need good columns, right? Correct? Okay. Listen, this is scripture. It's beautiful. Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. James, Peter, and John were the pillars of the church. And they saw that God had given me this special gift of ministry. So they accepted Barnabas and me. They said to us, we agree that you should go to those who are not Jews, and we will go to the Jews. What is exactly the columns that here is talking, Paul, in, in the letter to the Galatians. He says that the, the people, these apostles, they were the columns. 
That's why in companies, you know that the key is the human resource, right? Because what is the benefit of a company to have wonderful systems and procedures and computers and buildings and, and trucks and radios and websites and all kind of stuff if they don't have employees? <laughs> Who will do the thing? So people are the columns. The job of leaders is to encourage people and be grateful to the people so they will continue working for the company and the organization. Because when the leaders are not grateful and they do not encourage the employees, they are destroying their columns. It's the opposite what we should do. People that are working with us, we need to encourage them, invest on them. There, you have to put money into people's life. Go places with them, spend time with them, show them that you care. If you really care as a leader, right? You have to learn to appreciate people because everyone has a gift. The apostles, Peter, James, and John, they saw Paul and Barnabas and they said, you know what, guys? You are doing something that I cannot do. We preach the gospel to the Jews, but you are preaching the gospel to the non-Jews. That's interesting. They said, let's do something. We will stick with the, with the Jews, and you go and preach the gospel to the non-Jews. Deal? Deal. Okay. Boom. Learning to work together in an, in an organization is, is key for the future. Not having these fights, you know, in each company. Department against department. <laughs> that is pathetic. We discussed this before. No. Everyone has a gift, and everyone should be doing what his gift or her gift is. The next thing, once we have the foundation and we have the columns, we need to define the structure, the structure of our life or our organization. And just let me go back one second to this issue with columns. Do you know that in families, it happens quite often that are people ungrateful, that they are not even capable to say thank you for somebody, somebody doing something for them in their home? That's awful. Somebody's cooking and they go, sit down, they eat. They don't say a prayer to the Lord. They don't say thank you to the person who cooked. They don't say thank you to the person who provided all the meal. And then they take off and they leave all the, they don't eat everything. They serve tons of food in a plate. They eat just 20% of that. The rest goes to waste. That's awful. There is no appreciation. Just because I wanted you to, to, to get this in your head. You have to be grateful, appreciate your people, but also you need to talk to your people about being grateful. If somebody is not appreciating you, you should tell that person, you know, husband and wife. They should say to each other, you know what, I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel that you appreciate what I do for you. I don't feel that you are being appreciative of what I am doing to, for you. And vice versa, right? Okay, let's go back to the structure. Let's read this beautiful scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40. But everything should be done in a way that is right and orderly. This scripture was given by Paul to the Corinthians because there was a mess. 
during the service. Somebody was prophesying, somebody was speaking in tongues here, somebody was being the interpreter of that message in tongues, and it was just chaotic. And Paul said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to do the service in order. When we get together, there is a time to sing songs, there is a time to prophecy, speaking in tongues if you like. If you do, you have that gift. If you are an interpreter of those messages, do it. But everything has to be done in a way that is right and orderly. Now, how can we apply this to our lives in our organizations? Well, it's, one, it's a simple thing. Do it right. Do it right. Right? Do it right. It's just habits. Habits. You get up, go to the bathroom, take the toothpaste and the toothbrush, you put it in the right place, you use it right, you clean yourself, you clean the toothbrush, and then you put both things in the right place and you clean up the sink. That is doing it right. Is that what happens in homes? No. You know it. It's a mess. And, and so many things, you know, toothpaste everywhere, toothbrushes everywhere, hairbrushes everywhere, towels everywhere. It's a mess because there is no order. And then this person goes to work. <laughs> In the workplace, the supervisor says, okay, welcome to, come to this company, to this organization. You're going to work with us. And listen, here is the kitchen, here is the coffee. And here are the drinks, and here is the pantry, and here is the bathroom, and here is this, and, the, and these are the procedures. There are your computer, your car, your key, your car insurance, and tons, and on and on and on and on of things that everyone has to take care of. But if the person doesn't know how to do things right, it's going to fail. There is no way that the person will succeed if, it, if everything is chaotic. So you have to do it right. Everything, do it right. You use something, put it away right away as soon as you can. Follow that principle. I want to tell you something personal. I have an issue with not remembering where I left certain things. That happens to you? I don't know. Happens to me. Where did I leave that thing? I just had it here in my hand. Where did I put it? Right? Because I know that thing. I know that the best thing I can do is when I finish using something, I just finish the whole transaction at once. Because it's, if I don't finish that thing, it's a mess. So do it right is that. And then let's try to aim for excellence. Right? Listen, nobody can reach perfection, <laughs> right? It is impossible. We just saw the Winter Games recently, right? And those people skiing and what is the word? Skating and whatnot, right? Do they look nice and beautiful? Yeah. But how many of them they fail time after time and they cannot get it right? And maybe sometimes they get it right, maybe once or twice, but not all the time. It's impossible to, to do things perfectly, right? But at least we need to try to get things done with excellence. Apply that to your life. You know what? When you come back home today, try to do that. Say, but well, you know what? I'm going to organize my closet. 
I'm going to work in my pantry. I'm going to work in my garage. I need to do something with my car. What's wrong with, wrong with me in my kitchen? I cannot find anything in the refrigerator. You put your hands there, get there, gets a jar. Wow, expired in 2009. <laughs> right? Those things happen. Because we are not paying attention, we are not looking to do things right, neither doing it with excellence. And that is the challenge. That is the structure, right? So we have a good foundation, we have good columns, and the good structure, which is doing things right and with excellence. And functionality. Things must be functional in companies and in our lives. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. The one who plants and the one who waters have the same purpose, and each one will be rewarded for his own work. Functionality is whatever I have to do, I will do it right, I will do it well, but also I'm going to be rewarded by doing that because I'm working with a same purpose. Same purpose. And when you are working with a same purpose, you need to, you need to find for ways to complement others. Complement the people that you work with. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that you went to your supervisor and you said, sir, I want to tell you that I'm proud of working under your authority in this company. You are an awesome supervisor. When was the last time that you said something like that? When was the last time that you did that with one of your coworkers? Listen, I just love working with you. You are just an easy person to work with. Compliment people. Trying to look for functionality, you know? Optimism, positivism, create your own atmosphere. It's important. And of course, whatever you do needs to look nice, right? But watch out for what is looking nice. For instance, Peter is talking here about the beauty of women. And he says in the chapter number 3, verse 4, your beauty should come from inside of you. The beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, that beauty will never disappear. It is worth very much to God. The inner beauty, right? We meet people everywhere, and sometimes we are impressed with some people's appearance, right? That there are women that are so beautiful, right? Beautiful hair, beautiful eyes, beautiful makeup, beautiful dress, beautiful shoes, beautiful everything. That's the outside. You talk to them, and then you are so disappointed, and you think, oh my gosh, what a horrible person she is. I could not spend more than five minutes with her. I got to deal with her, you know. After all, she's my this, my that, or she this or that. Ugh, but I can't stand her. Because it's not the outside what we like. We like the inside, right? All right. The inside. Now, guys, what, what will make us attractive to people is our character. Humility, willingness to serve and help, being humble enough to receive criticism, correction, suggestions. That is important. Becoming attractive to the community, to others, to co-workers and customers, it had to do entirely with your character, right? But 
when you are talking about your work and customers, it's so important that you do what you say you will do. When you are in your workplace, remember that what will make you really attractive will be that your work means a lot, that you are not just talking, that you do what you say you will do. It's the inner beauty that will make you special. And that has to do entirely with how you see yourself. How do you see yourself? So now, here in Isaiah 61, that I talked to you about this scripture at the beginning of the message, I would like you to say your name here. <laughs> or I will say your name, right? And if I say your name, and then I will say, get up and shine. Your light is coming. The glory of the Lord will shine on you. You will do great things. I know you will. I know you can accomplish wonderful things in your life. I know you can. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that the Lord is with you. And you will do awesome things for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. See it. Project that in your mind. And you will see the big difference in your life. All together we can say now, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year I will become more spiritual. Amen. And let's enjoy this beautiful song. Pass it on. Someone requested this song and I've sang this song since I was a little girl. Probably a lot of you have. Not the case.
yes, we want to pass it on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for showing up to church today. Go with the peace of the Lord. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to our viewers and listeners, we wish you a beautiful Sunday from Victory Church. Many blessings. Amen. <laughs>